This is How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. What is up, guys? Welcome back to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. My name is John, and I'm back at the table with Aaron. Aaron, how's it going, man? Hey, John. Doing good today. Excited to be here again. For sure. Uh, enjoying this 100-degree weather here in oh, Oklahoma. Oh, my goodness. Crazy. Yeah. So so the topic we have today is, is a lot tough for – it's very tough for us in this this weather, oh, unless you've got some indoor, indoor place to be with the air conditioning. But uh, – Today's episode, I want to talk to you guys about how to never blow up again. At least, you know, that's what I want out of this. That's what I'd like to teach you guys out of that. Is that possible? I don't know. I've blown up in the ring before. It happens. But today I'm going to give you some tips on how to prevent it from happening. So let's dive into it. In 90-ish episodes, this is roughly our third episode focusing just on conditioning or more specifically what I really want to talk about today which is cardio so that being said we are behind because I can't stress it enough the pro wrestler who blows up aka becomes exhausted inside the ring is a liability we've said that before okay we've also said that about strength the weak pro wrestler is a liability today we're talking about cardio though so a better way to put it is that he or she is useless guys I can't really say that any nicer I know that's not very nice but Um, I can't think of a more dangerous thing than a competitor becoming so exhausted that they can no longer safely manipulate their body, and even worse, their opponent's body. Mm -hmm. All right, so today we're going to do our very, very best to simplify cardio so you never have to blow up again. All right, guys, please remember that we have a YouTube channel, How to Become a Pro Wrestler. We got some cool videos on there, got some tips and tricks, got some podcast episodes. Some people like to listen on YouTube, I've heard, so check that out. Find us on YouTube, follow us on there, click that bell so you get a notification every single time we post something new. Just recently, I posted, um, or... Or, or you posted. I just stand yeah. there for the videos, let's be honest. And then Aaron posts them. But uh, we posted a video on uh, vaulting over the turnbuckle, taking yeah. a jump, a leap of faith out of the corner onto the apron. We posted some videos about that. So check that one out. That one's getting a lot of traffic. Check it out. If you have any trouble jumping over the top rope, I try to give you four different um, uh, regressions, four different variations mm-hmm. of how to get from standing in the ring to standing on the apron by just leaping over the top rope. So check that video out. All right, guys. So... The most important drug that all pro wrestlers have access to that will guarantee to enhance their performance is simply exercise, all right? In my relatively brief time in the world of pro wrestling, and really it is, I mean, I've been engaged in pro wrestling for about 15 years in some way or another and that's that's a blip in the in the, you know, a drop in the uh, the ocean of some of the people that I've learned from and uh my relatively small scope of the pro wrestling world that I have here, you know, I've got a lot of knowledge I like to share with you guys, but really, relatively small, I have, en- I have encountered in that little bitty tiny little piece of wrestling that I've encountered in my life, I've seen illegal performance enhancing drugs, I've been asked a million times what supplements they need to take, and I've witnessed guys and gals absolutely crush themselves with poor sleep, with poor health, because they just want to make it to their goals faster when the reality is you know this is the wrong podcast if you want some like super secret special scenario you guys it it just doesn't exist the fast track just really doesn't 
exist, all right? The fact is, if you want to increase your performance in the ring, your performance in training, and simply just increase your freaking life expectancy, exercise in general is the way. And you know what? It's free. I mean, I know you don't might not believe me there, but you can do it in your living room. Yes, we have a very comprehensive strength training program available for pro wrestlers. It's called Strong Style. It's on our website right now, www.howtobecomeaprowrestler.com. Awesome program. Requires you to have a gym membership or at least some very basic equipment at home. But that doesn't excuse the fact that if you are at level zero, if you're if right now or, or close to level zero, maybe even, if you're just a beginner and you don't have anything going on right now, you got no excuse. You can just start at home, all right? You can start at home with body weight and and a lot of other things that we're going to talk about today and that we've done examples of in the past as well. So I am specifically talking about cardiovascular respiratory fitness today, all right? So let me dive into exactly what I mean, all right? That's what we're discussing specifically. And that I'm kind of saying I'm not talking about strength training. We've talked about that. And a lot of these things overlap, right? Like a lot of these things overlap. I have lots of my clients push a sled for their cardiovascular respiratory fitness. Guess what pushing a sled does? Makes your quads stronger, makes your calves stronger, makes your feet stronger. So, I mean, come on, guys. There's a little crossover in strength training and and cardio, and that's great. Yeah, there's always crossover. Absolutely, and that's wonderful. That's great, because so each thing makes everything else a little bit easier. That's what we want. So, um, Aaron and I are very much in the fitness industry. That's what we do. That's where we really make our bread and butter. We work at a gym. We coach people. We manage people. We do all kinds of stuff like that. And pro wrestlers who I'm really speaking to today, who we're speaking to today, may not even realize this, but there was kind of a point in the fitness industry, and it still exists today even, where cardio became sort of a bad word, all right? So cardio was associated with just like, I got to go run, but running sucks and uh, running makes me hurt and I don't like to run, you know, like that's what cardio kind of became. And that's sad because, um, you know, yes, strength training is super important. We have said that you know, over and over on this podcast, how important strength training is. Building muscle is so, so important, and you cannot overlook it. But, you know, I think the fitness industry decided to criminalize the other side of the coin, which is cardio, um, because they wanted more people to lift weights because people were kind of scared of lifting weights. So they, they started saying, well, cardio is not good for you, or cardio hurts this, or you should do less of that and more of this. And they're not necessarily wrong, but it's nothing to be afraid of. There are no, remember, what do I say all the time? There's no blanket rules. There's also no, you know, there, there's no reason to just inherently hate one thing or another. They all go together, guys. They all go together. So no more, not from us. We are not going to criminalize cardio. Um, you're going to hear it today. You need both. And cardio is my focus today. All right. So let's define them. Uh, cardiovascular means what? Relating to the heart or the blood vessels. I mean, there you go. So what does cardiovascular exercise mean? Any activity that increases your heart rate and respiration and raises oxygen levels throughout your bloodstream. So I don't know about you, but increasing the amount of oxygen throughout my body sounds like the most amazing thing I've ever heard. And I just, it makes me feel like, 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 I don't know, like an anime character powering up or something like oxygen going to everything in my body. That's what you want. You want to be able to, and you know what? You want to increase that capacity so that all your cells and everything can hold more oxygen in them. That's what you want, right? You want to be able to maintain a stronger level of cardiovascular fitness or oxygen tolerance or VO2 max. You're going to hear a lot of things. Okay. And I'm I'm going to try to really keep it simple for you today. But, I mean, essentially what am I talking about? Breathing more effectively, mm-hmm. all right? 
breathing more effectively. That's how you move without becoming tired. You know, we in wrestling, we say blow up. We also say maybe gas out. But really, we're just talking about becoming exhausted in pro wrestling when you deplete all the oxygen in your bloodstream. Um, you're laying on the mat, looking up at the lights, sucking air like a fish. I mean, people have said that before as well. They said that about me. I can remember a few distinct instances where I was, like, sucking air so bad. But I don't know why. Like, I guess it's that Wesley helped us kind of define this when Wesley Crane was here, but um, there's a huge, you know, master tool in pro wrestling called self-awareness. So like when I would lay in the ring and I'm sucking air like a fish and I'm just dying, I'm just like, in my brain, I'm like, this is irresponsible and I need to fix this. That's where my brain goes. But I see a lot of guys come back to the locker room and go, man, I got blowed up. Ooh, man, I got blowed up out there. Where's the chili dogs? You know, like, no, that's not what we're talking. We want to improve this, guys. You can improve on this. And, um, I'm going to be honest because that's what this podcast is all about, you know, being honest, no nonsense, education for the pro wrestler, the young one, the old one. Um, I went back and I listened to Aaron and I talk about conditioning training. I think it was the first one we did. We tried to really go in depth about conditioning. That is a freaking awesome episode. It has a ton of great info on it, but it can be hard to listen to, especially for you guys that are just like pro wrestling's your thing and working out maybe is not now. That's not really okay. They got to go hand in hand, right? They must go hand in hand. But Aaron and I get super, super deep. I think it was too early for us to do that. About uh, We get very scientific on the different energy systems and lots of other stuff that, frankly, don't matter to the average pro wrestler. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know, I know that the average pro wrestler probably doesn't care. All right? And that's okay. I'm not, not going to hold that against you at all. That's our job. It's very yeah. easy for us to talk about that stuff, yeah. right? Like, it's easy for us to, 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 <laughs> to geek out. Yeah, we can geek out on exactly, you know, the glycogen system and all that stuff. Like, we can geek out on that stuff. But that's probably not what pro wrestlers are looking for in just like, what do I do to get better cardio, okay? So it sounded a lot like two personal trainers at a personal training meeting. That's what it sounded a lot. But again, that's an awesome episode. And we are that, by the way. (laughs) I mean, that that happens. So um, um, I never talk to a client about those things, you know, unless they ask specifically. But the clients don't really care about fitness jargon. They care about results, all right? And I know you guys are probably more result-focused than that as well. So I hope that we can break that down today into some pretty basic stuff. You know, there's going to be some numbers involved. No math, though. I promise, no math today. So, um, first off, I kind of want you guys to get a heart rate monitor. Actually, I really want you to get one and get a watch. Watches are cheap. The one I'm wearing is like 50 bucks. I don't know. And if that's too expensive, boy, I promise you there's some $20 ones out there, too. Are they going to be super accurate? No. But they're going to give you a decent little baseline, and you can just go off of that, okay? It's okay. That's really what I'm trying to do for you today. Simplify. Get you a decent heart rate monitor, be that a watch on your wrist, which are going to be a little less expensive. Now, there are some crazy expensive ones, don't get me wrong. Or something like a chest strap. I have one. Chest straps are a lot more accurate, a little more expensive usually, and you got to use an app along with them. That's fine. Um, I love it. Use it if you can. Get it. I use a watch, though. Nine times out of ten, I'm using my watch, uh, unless I'm doing some super specific style of training. I'm just using my watch. So get yourself a decent little watch. Yeah, and just on those, if you do look yeah. for a heart rate monitor mm-hmm. that has a strap on it, mm-hmm. um, you know, I always bought Polar. But yeah, I believe yeah, yeah. most of the time the company, like the yeah. one company makes like five different brands. Right. So it just 
right. you know, how expensive they are. Sure. But uh, you can find some good cheap ones out there, and they oh, can be basic. Oh, yeah. So. All I want you to do is focus on your heart rate, guys. I mean, that, that's that's it. Yeah, Polar is a freaking awesome brand, but, you know, they're kind of a yeah, – you get, you get their super name brand, it's going to be expensive. I'm sure they umbrella company lots of those cheaper ones as well, too. Garmin, another great one. Yeah. Um, I've got a knockoff Garmin. Like, that's – I mean, there you go. Like, just get something that's going to do what you need for it. Like, me, I just need to know my steps. I need to know my heart rate sometimes. That's really all I yeah. need. So get yourself something. Look at the reviews. Go to Amazon. Go wherever you need to and find yourself a little heart rate monitor. You can do it. Now, we're going to talk about some cardio, okay? We're going to actually talk about the different zones. And I'll start. I want, I, again, I really want to keep it as simple as possible today. But, like, if I ask you to do zone one cardio, I'm really just asking you to go for a walk in the park. And every once in a while, you can sit down. That's it. That's that's your casual walk in the park, your walk through Walmart. It's basically a nothing. I mean, you might get out of breath every once in a while if you don't pay attention, but next, that's, I mean, not really. Your heart rate's never really going to spike. You're just walking. And by the way, that's really good for your health. Mm -hmm. Really good for your health to be up walking, moving, um, staying hydrated and, and allowing the walking to transfer that, uh, that H2O to your system even more effectively. Your food is digested better if you go for a walk That's after a it. recovery. There's nothing wrong with zone one, guys, okay? There's nothing wrong with that. So I expect that you're doing that in your regular everyday life. You're getting your 10,000 steps of zone one or whatever you're getting. That's perfectly fine. That's great. Now, let's talk about never blowing up, okay? And the, the majority of this is going to be done in what I will refer to as zone two specifically, slash zone three if you go a little too hard, okay? Which is gonna happen. It's hard to dial this in if you've never done it before. You should be doing zone two slash three cardio three times per week, roughly, and I like to say 30 to 45 minutes per session. I mean, anywhere in there, if you're just getting started, guys, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Build up, okay? Build up. And what do I mean by zone two or three? I'm talking about a heart rate that's somewhere around 120. Look, everybody's different. There are really accurate ways to track your heart rate and get a super dialed in specific number that maybe we'll go into someday or maybe you can just Google yourself, Google the Cooper's test and figure it out yourself. If you really wanna get hardcore, if you're a fitness guy and you really wanna do it, but I'm just asking you to get your heart rate into the 120s and again, if you're just starting, the 115s and stick in that for about 30 minutes if possible. And Here's me. So here's what I've been doing. I've been coming into the gym this week specifically. I've been coming in, and what I'll do is I'll just do some super simple stuff. I'll get my heart rate around 120, and if my heart rate breaks 130, I will sit down and wait for it to go back down because I'm specifically trying to stay in this zone, guys. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. I'm intentionally trying to stay in one place because when you get out of zone three, you're going to be in a world of hurt. That's okay. That's necessary too. That's coming up next, by the way. We're going to talk about it. But when you get out of zone three, that's where you're not breathing. All right, that's where you're really having a lot of tough times, really good times. You're gonna feel like that in pro wrestling sometimes. It's good it. for you. You do need it. You do not need it three times a week. But that zone two slash three, a little bit too high cardio, three days a week, guys, you can accomplish. If you're not working out at all, and you should be, all right? I want strength training, very important for everyone. But if you're not working out at all, you can at least get to a place to where you're not blowing up in the ring all you have to do to do that is accomplish some of this zone two cardio three times a week. Yeah, so one of the things that I mm -hmm. like to do with this too, so if you get your heart rate up and mm -hmm. you're in the 120s and then you get going and it starts going and yeah. it's like, oh, I need to slow down. Right. 
what I like to do is hit some stretching in that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So uh, if idea. you get to a half knee, um, if you get in just any kind of stretching, just touching your toes, yeah, yeah. just doing anything yes. like that, um, we don't stretch enough in general. Not especially if you're a guy, I don't. you're not yeah, stretching I don't. enough. I don't, I know I don't. So if yeah. you get that though, the, it, what that does is usually the stretching doesn't let the heart rate just drop. Mm-hmm. It'll slowly start trickling mm-hmm. down to get back in it and then you just take off again. I love it. I, I So here's what I did on Monday. I came into this gym and I biked for eight calories. We have a Rogue Echo bike down there and I biked for eight calories, which is pretty intense. Mm-hmm. I got off the bike and I did some high knee skips. I mean, that's Google it if you want to or ask me and I'll take a video of it. But I just did. I just skipped. Imagine a kid skipping on a playground. It's more or less what I did. A little more, hopefully a little more athletic looking. I don't know if it was or not. But I just skipped for maybe uh, 50 feet, maybe. And at the end of that skip, I was underneath a pull-up bar. I jumped up, I grabbed that pull-up bar, and I hung completely relaxed. That's like Aaron was just talking about stretching. Uh, And I didn't even really think about it that way at the time. But but just doing things like hanging from a pull-up bar in general is so good for our health, especially if you've got bad shoulders, bad elbows and stuff, even bad back. Um, Hanging from a pull-up bar, letting everything kind of open up. Such a great thing for you. I did that for 30 minutes nonstop. Those three things, eight calories, 50 feet worth of skips, and I did, I was doing like a 10 count on the pull-ups. I was doing, you know, one Oklahoma, two Oklahoma. That's what I was doing on the pull-up bar. And that's it. And if my heart rate got too crazy, because the bike will get you. If you let it, the bike will get you. I would stop. I would drop from the pull-up bar, and I would take some deep breaths before I moved back towards the bike. And that's okay, guys. And I just did that, and I, I listened to some music that I like, and I did that over and over again for 30 minutes. And some people, three moves might not be enough. You may want to add something else in there, something something that could be – you could add another stretch at the end of that because my heart stayed pretty much right at that 120 the whole time. You could add another stretch in there, especially if you're just getting started. You could dip under the 120s if you're just getting yeah, started. Definitely. Dip, Stretch, add another stretch, something seated, butterfly, anything like that to where you can stretch a little bit and uh, – um, let that heart rate come down even further. But, yeah. So I guess the point being yeah. there, if you're going to be in zone two mm-hmm. through zone three, yeah. it's not about necessarily the exercise that you yes. choose to get the heart rate up. It's yes. about staying there. So you could mix in two or yes. three exercises. You could pick one, whatever. You just need to keep the heart rate there. You could you could do you can you could pair up two moves. You could pair up three moves, four moves. Make yourself a circuit of six yeah. moves, whatever. Don't make it too complicated because I've found also. If I try to make it too complicated, I kind of just annoy myself. Yeah, I get too much equipment I, out. You I, know, like yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, w- I would say you go three or four, yes. and that's that was probably a, that's the sweet spot. Another yeah, another like good one. If you want to do this in any any commercial gym, pretty much, you can just put a treadmill on an incline of of I don't know four or five higher if you're if you're tolerant enough of it, and lower if you're not. Uh, put your treadmill on an incline. Stand at the base of your treadmill, do three burpees, and then get on your treadmill and walk at a, you know, walk. Yeah. So whatever that pace is for you, yeah. walk at a nice pace uphill. I bet you you'll be able to maintain that one, uh, one twenty, ish plus, yeah. you know, heart rate with just three burpees. And if your heart rate spikes too much, you get rid of the incline, mm-hmm. or you get rid of one burpee, two burpees, or you just walk. Yeah. You know, you could uh, you could potentially sprint 
and then just walk the rest of the 30 minutes on an incline and do what we're saying right here. Don't overcomplicate it for yourself is what I'm trying to get at because there's plenty of people that might just want to jump on an elliptical for 30 minutes. And if that's your thing, that's okay. That's perfectly fine. I like to challenge you know some of the other movements because I think they transfer a little bit better to wrestling. Aaron posted a video in our group a while back where he was doing a circuit that, that really related directly to actual in-ring style training, um, but done in the floor, mm-hmm. you know, like with a med ball and with a short shuttle interval and stuff like that stuff's great as well. Go check out that video on our, our Facebook page at How to Become a Pro Wrestler if you'd like. But um, just keep it simple, guys. Yeah, and I want to. There's an example I have of mm-hmm. just how easy this can be. I used to train a older gentleman, and he used to be a mar- like a marathon runner. Mm-hmm. So he loved cardio. His his kind of knees were shot and stuff. So yeah. we would do the elliptical. But I were I made him wear a heart rate monitor, mm-hmm. and and these would be man. We would sometimes we would do sixty minute sessions. I really? Mean, because yeah, he yeah. just he that yeah. he loved that. Like that yeah, was his yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. So, but what we would do is we would get in that zone, we would maintain it, and then he loved the sauna. So I would just have him get in there. Yeah. So say he went 30 minutes on the sure. elliptical, and yeah, I was yeah. like, hey, get in the sauna, and you're going to do these back stretches. He had some back issues, and his heart rate would stay there. Yeah. Like yeah, the yeah, whole yeah, time, yeah. just yeah. sitting there in the sauna. That's like, awesome. So that yeah, heart's yeah. sitting there pumping the blood, working, and he's still getting uh, what he needs yep. out of it, you know, cardiovascularly. Yes. Um, oh, absolutely. The more you get to this, like the more you practice and, you know, the more you, you pump oxygen into your into your body and your bloodstream and whatnot, the, the better your capacity is. That's what you're doing. So you become like that where you can like maintain it sitting in a sauna. Like, yeah, yeah that's awesome. Yeah, he was going and he would just mm-hmm. go through his five stretches and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he would maintain that. So it, basically we got another 15 minutes yeah. of cardio yeah. out of it. Just him sitting there yep. doing some stretching. Yep, absolutely. I Before we started recording today, I had done a little workout and I, I like to sit there and watch my heart rate after the workout i like to see how fast it comes down and i was probably still in a in a in an aerobic capacity or even a a fat burning zone which we'll talk about some other time um for 15 minutes after the workout was over you know i'm just i'm just like i'm still sitting it's still working right that that's something i don't think a lot of guys understand if your heart rate's still up it's still working even if you're not like jumping up and down yeah because i think sometimes we you yeah. I know some of my guys. You think you have to breathe really heavy, yes. like if the lungs aren't like yeah, yeah. If you're not, then you're not sucking doing air, cardio. yeah, yeah. But yeah. it is a lot with you know the heart is right. doing the work. That's really the you know the engine that's pumping everything where it needs to be. That's so. exactly what we're talking about here today, guys. He, that was that's well said because I I didn't even really think about that visual. But guys, you you think that, and I hear it, I hear it constantly. You think that your chest needs to be like. You know, both sides of your chest because your lungs are expanding so much. That's what you're thinking you need to see. But really, you can't feel it. I mean, you guess you can't. Some people can. But your heart is pumping in there. Like, your heart is moving that blood and that oxygen around. So you're still working, even if you're not, if, if you're resting in between. And just keep an eye on your heart rate. Keep it in that area. Um, zone 2, 120-ish, three times a week. Um, do it every other day. Do it Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Do it something like that. That'd be great um, uh, for 30, 45 minutes max, and you're good to go. And you know what? Once you realize you know, how uncomplicated this can be, you can get this done with your strength training. Yeah. Like you can accomplish this inside of your strength training. I mean, like Strong Style that I mentioned earlier, our strength program, there's plenty of Strong Style where we – and we've talked about this on the Strong Style episodes, but we programmed the rest to keep you – more or less in that zone two area. Yeah. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're following strong style pretty religiously, like if you're following it word for word and you're following the rest times, you're already doing what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'd love to hear your opinion on that. Like I'd love to hear if you think, if you were listening, if you went into this, you're doing strong style and you went into this thinking like crap, 
So I'm, I need to add three days worth of this in that. Now you're hearing me say, no, you're already doing it. Yeah. I mean, hopefully that's a relief. But now I want to hear, do you actually feel like you're doing it? Yeah. Do, uh, maybe we need to make some adjustments if you're not. Because a strong style workout is going to take that 45 to 60 minute range at least. Um, then some days longer. Um, but uh, um, uh, I want to know, do you feel like you're getting that that lung capacity, that blood moving, that oxygen moving in there with your workout? You should be if the rest times are, are stuck to. So. Yeah, definitely. The rest, if you're sticking to the rest mm-hmm. times and the weight is yeah. challenging. Appropriate. Yeah, mm-hmm. good. Yeah. So, all right, guys, that's zone two, zone three. To me, that's the most important for you right now, the pro wrestler who's just trying to get to the point to where he's not going to blow up in the ring. So now let's take it a step further. We're going to talk about zone three slash zone four. All right. So you're getting a little more extreme in zone four. I just want to roughly say that it's something like 130 plus heart rate. All right. Now at 130, I still feel like I'm in zone three. I feel like I can kind of maintain a conversation. I feel okay. But much further than that, I get to where I'm, I'm like, I got to breathe. I got to breathe. And that's okay. So one time per week, roughly for, well, okay, I'm going to break this down, but I want to say roughly 30, 45 minutes again, recovering between efforts, which is what we're going to talk about now. I want you in this zone three and really zone four. That's high intensity stuff. If you, if you are a professional wrestler and you're wrestling, think about your, um, your, what we would call a, a high spot. Think about your fast, like boom, 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 zing, 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 stuff like that. Um, where you're really going after it in the ring and you're having a lot of trouble. Those things don't last very long, right? They're quick, they're over with, and then you're, you're double down on the mat and you're breathing again, all right? So zone four cardio, one time per week, and I say roughly 30 minutes. All right, I don't mean 30 minutes in 130 plus beats per minute heart rate. No, no, no. I mean for 30 to 45 minutes, you get your heart rate to that zone four and then you pull back. So you hit it for a few seconds, a minute at most, and then you're like, I'm gonna, I gotta pull back and rest, which again could be accomplished by adding a stretch or a much lighter activity inside there. So like if I'm gonna do zone four, I can actually just use the same equipment I just talked about. Yeah. I can use the bike and I can go ham, like for 10 calories, I can get it to a RPM, if you're looking at your bike, um, I can get that RPM to like 100 and get 10 calories in less than 30 seconds, spike my heart rate like crazy, and then go hang from a pull-up bar and let it come back down. There you go. So now I'm spiking my heart rate, I'm pumping oxygen, blood all through my body, and then I'm hanging from a pull-up bar, getting adding a stretch in there that most guys really, really need because we're always so hunched over and stuff. Yep. Hanging from a pull-up bar, opening up my chest, opening up my shoulders and elbows and my back and everything, letting the heart rate come back down to zone two. Then I spike it again. And yeah, you do that over and over. Yeah, yeah. Just to clarify on the bike, mm-hmm. he's talking about the airdyne. So it's yeah, the one yeah. with the arms that are going to go. So the arms are moving as well. Yeah. yeah. So an RPM, that's just how fast you're going. So like an RPM of 60 is like a like a casual jog mm-hmm. RPM of a hundred is like a sprint. Yeah. So like that's, that's imagine that. Yeah. I'm talking about the rogue echo that we use here, but an airdyne bike is similar. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a rogue assault bike is they're all similar and you know, they have their subtle variations. Uh, we happen to have the echo here, which in my opinion is the most torturous of them all. I think it is the hardest one of them all. So if you're lucky enough to have a actual airdyne or a actual assault bike, those are, yeah, those are uh, they're not easier but they they have they have subtle differences that make them more manageable than this monster that we have here but that's okay that's that's what we do we push ourselves so um but that can be accomplished with other things as well it can be accomplished with your body weight nothing else sit there and hammer out 
five burpees as hard and as fast as you yeah. can. 10 burpees if you're more fit, as hard and as fast as you can. And then when your heart rate spikes like crazy, you got a, uh, you're at home, you wanna do this at home, right? So you did your burpees, boom. You do five squat jumps, boom. Heart rate spikes like crazy. You got an ottoman or a chair in your house. You go into what we would call a couch stretch where you have basically your foot on top of the chair, you're stretching your hip flexor, and you just hold that until your heart rate comes back down. That'd be a great way to get some stretching in and get your heart rate spiked for those 30 minutes or whatnot. So just simple, simple guys. Again, like Aaron said earlier, like pick three to four things at the most. Maybe you might just pick two things, make one of them a stretch, and use that to get your heart rate to where it needs to be. And you're gonna build some freaking awesome lung capacity and, yep. uh, and be able to maintain that when you get into the ring. I promise you. Uh, that, that, whole, that whole myth about like, um, you know, gym training doesn't translate to in-ring training is ridiculous. And why do, we, yeah. why do any wrestlers ever get in the gym then? Like all the WWE wrestlers always have their little highlight videos of them lifting weights and stuff. And I love to watch them, by the way. I love watching that. Um, but uh, uh, you got to get in there. You can definitely build lung capacity that would translate to the ring in the gym. Yeah, WWE hired a strength coach for a reason. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He's a, a world-renowned like strength coach, like an actual you know hadn't uh, wrestling. He's not a pro wrestler. Never was. Never has been. Uh, but uh, he, he's you know the best wrestling trainer for a reason because he's uh, he's the best trainer. Period. So gym stuff translates to ring stuff. Your yeah. current. WWE Women's Champion is a is a product of Joe DeFranco. Uh, Liv Morgan is just Liv Morgan won the Women's Championship awesome a few weeks ago and posted this super like emotional tear jerking Instagram video thanking who first Joe DeFranco her personal her <laughs> trainer for uh, who Aaron and I are huge fans of yeah. um, po- thanking him for getting her into the shape to be able to do stuff like that so yeah. that's an amazing joe defranco's it's not a professional wrestler guys he kind of looks like one but he's <laughs> not though he's not yeah so, he's just good at what he does he's just really good at what he does guys that's what he is so hey, so yeah. i do yeah, want to yeah, mention one thing um so if you're a beginner and mm-hmm. you're deconditioned haven't been really training mm-hmm. this heart rate's probably going to spike really quickly Fast. in both of these yes so you're going to need to pay attention to that just yep. be prepared whatever you're doing is probably going to spike and it's and yeah. you're going to have to really chill to get it to go back down yep if, if you're conditioned and you've been doing anything mm-hmm. like this, it's going to be harder to get it up there. Sure. So um, I guess what I'm trying to say here, um, so if you were trying to get to zone three or four, yeah. a beginner, it may only take like eight seconds. Yes. And it's, if you're doing yes. something intense and it's go. up there, if, if you're more advanced, yep. it may take you 20 seconds to get sure. up there. So uh, anyway, just uh, as you're thinking about this and going through, if you're a beginner, mm-hmm. just be prepared. You know, it's not going to be... Uh, that difficult to get the heart rate up there quickly so you're probably going to need to focus on being able to get it to recover well and if you're advanced think about what movements can i do that's going to increase my heart rate maybe the quickest so you want to pick stuff like going ham like john said on the bike on the bike like you know something that's difficult to get it up there otherwise you're going to be stuck in zone two for a while before you get to zone three absolutely no you're absolutely right so guys remember scale this to your level okay if that means and when I'm saying 35, 45 minutes, remember what I said earlier. That might only be 15 if you're just getting started, and it's going to be a lot easier. I mean, if you're – look, if you're so out of shape that you can't walk up a flight of stairs without getting into zone two, then you probably shouldn't be a wrestler. Let's, keep, let's put that out there. But if that's the case and you're just starting your training, if you're brand yeah. new to training yeah, and your goal is to be a pro wrestler, let's start there. If walking a flight of stairs – gets you in zone two, then I want you to walk to the next flight, I want you to rest for a second, and I want you to walk to the next flight, rest for a second, maintain that mm-hmm. for 15, 20, 
30 progressively throughout the weeks and months to come. And eventually you'll be doing this stuff in the gym like we talked about just now. Yeah. So, guys, um, you can create great lung capacity with just a few months worth of training as opposed to building a bodybuilder physique. That takes years, okay? So what I'm trying to say is you've got no excuse for blowing up in the ring because you can get conditioned through cardiovascular exercise much, much faster than you can get a bodybuilder's physique, all right? You want both to be a successful pro wrestler, I get that. But if I if I gotta pick one right now, then you might as well just go for the cardio because you can you can grab it faster. You can get that. That's yeah. the quote unquote fast track right there. Mm-hmm. At least you'll be to a point to the ring to where you're never gonna get deconditioned and uh, and you drop somebody on their head. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the most important part though of any training regimen is to make sure it's sustainable. Okay. Yeah. If you can't do it consistently, what is the point? You gotta keep your lungs. You gotta keep your heart strong. That's how you perform at your best in training and at the ring. You can do this with roughly 30 minutes, roughly three times a week, all right, in that zone two, one time a week in that zone four, all right? So listen carefully when I say this. You don't look like a bodybuilder, I can forgive you right now, okay? It's coming. You, sh- you got to work on it. You can do it, but it takes years, and I, I, I love the process of the grind. You blow up in the ring, you got no excuse, guys. You're lazy, and you need to re- reprioritize your training, or you need to move on. All right. So I there's very rarely do I see a brand new wrestler in the ring and go, man, his physique is perfect. Yeah. He doesn't need to change anything. It's rare. That comes with time. All right. And you can start being a pro wrestler without looking like a bodybuilder. All right. Mm-hmm. I never, I never did. I, I had a decent physique at one point, but like I, I never looked like that. Um, I cannot forgive you. I, I, I can't, and I also can't tell you the number of times I've watched a brand new wrestler hit the ring and immediately become overwhelmed and exhausted. And that's just, it's, their training was poor their, uh, with their coach or without their coach or whatever happened before they debuted in that ring. They were not ready and they have to reprioritize. They have to change something up because you, you got no excuse, guys. You got to get better. We got to all be better to make yep. this industry succeed and to keep each other safe. So, guys, head on over to Facebook, okay? You can join our private Facebook group at How to Become a Pro Wrestler. You can see that video from Aaron. You can interact with anybody doing Strong Style. If you are doing Strong Style, tell me about what you thought about this episode. Do you think that Strong Style is helping you get better lung capacity with cardiovascular health? Because I think it should be. We designed it to be such, so I want to know if it's doing that. But head on over to Facebook, guys. Join us there. And uh, as always, thank you so much for listening to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast, where we teach you the skills that you need to go from your living room to the main event. And don't wait for your opportunity, guys. Take it.